It's the season premiere of I'm Not Selling You Anything, and this week I wanted to kick things off with my friend Andy Moet, CEO of Gated. Formerly VP Operations at Upwork, COO at Prealto, took Box to the Moon, drove go-to-market operations at CultureAmp. You may find that all impressive, sure, but to me, it's the fact that he still does rotisserie basketball with his friends every year. 30 plus years of doing it the old school way, drafting in person with a pen and a pad, just like Jesus did. That's commitment, and I think I need new friends. It's my pleasure to bring you my chat with Andy. He's a brilliant fella with a great story to tell. You've got 15 minutes, so let's get to know him a little differently. Vamos! Meet Yuki. Yuki is the VP of sales at a company that recently IPO'd, and lately Yuki is starting to lose a lot more deals to competitors with similar, if not worse, products. Now, why is that? It's because Yuki's company doesn't give customers options when it comes to the buying process. No self-checkout, no partial sales assist. It's one way only. Talk to sales whenever they have the time to get back to you. It's 2022, and if you're not giving customers the option to start spending their money with you immediately when they're on your website, you're going to continue to lose to the companies that do. Stop the bleeding. Get SalesBricks. Andy, welcome to SalesBricks Studio South here in Austin, Texas. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Brian, it's great to be here, man. Love our conversation so far. Want to jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. First question here. Andy, what's your superhero origin story? You looked at the world one way, something happened, and then it made you look at the world completely differently. Yeah, I mean, I think it ties in with what I'm doing today with Gated, which is I've spent 20 years sending billions of emails. I basically grow companies up to unicorn status, and I've run marketing ops, all the systems, all the data, and helped out with all the other types of ops. So I've figured out every trick in the book, right? I know how to guess your email. I know how to get it. I know how to hack subject lines. I know what works. I've seen some insanely crazy hacks like running it through Google Forms just to get high deliverability. I know how to get emails sent and received. And I also get hammered with an absolute ton of emails. So about three years ago, I hacked what is now gated together. And it basically said, I don't know you. Here's my Venmo link. I'm not going to read your email. If you want to donate to my favorite nonprofit, it'll make it through. Otherwise, I don't know you. And I do guarantee I will read it if you donate. And so I started asking for 10 cents and people donated 20 bucks, 40 bucks. And it just blew my mind. I spent a year and a half to two years on the side, just iterating on that until it became gated today. But Having spent your entire career pummeling people with stuff, you know, at CultureAmp, somebody called me up and said, hey, do you want to send a 700,000 person blast? And I said, no, I you don't. want to nuke That's your domain? <laughs> I, I know how bad that, well, we would pay to be on somebody else's blast. And I was like, I know how bad that feels. It's just not personal. It's not part of our brand. I get it. I understand it. And I also realized the only way to fix this is to change the incentives, which is what we're doing. That's really cool. So it started at 10 cents. And when you saw people were willing to pay way more than that, that was that, whoa. Well, that was one of many. I think yeah. it was the waking up every morning and not having, so V3 was where it actually just pulled out of my inbox as well too. And so V3 was waking up in the morning and not having any irrelevant email, which was pretty powerful. Everyone thinks their email is triage, right? It's a checklist of your day. It truly was. It wasn't just things like, oh, that you had to get through to clean it up. It, it was, was only, there. It was only people I knew or people that said they knew me or people that wanted to donate to reach me. And that was it. Andy, thank you so much for that answer. That's really cool.
Tell me something from your early days in tech that someone today would find hard to believe. Maybe not hard to believe, but I spent three and a half years running an outsourced virtual assistant company between Upwork and Box. I was really fascinated by the whole concept of outsourcing people and all that. And the CEO of this company called Prialto found me and said, hey, I want you to run the ops side. And I spent three years, we had, I think, 300 virtual assistants that were outsourcing meeting scheduling, email filtering, and we can talk about that. They're outsourcing travel and expenses and all of that other stuff. And so I got to learn deeply the habits of executive productivity there. I spent time in Manila. I spent time in Guatemala City. We had big teams in both of those places and it was a lot of fun. I think I ended up learning that it's hard to have people do some of these tasks, right? The context to manage your email is so high. You have to be in the glove in a way to know so much about, like you said, the context of someone's day of someone's relationships with other people as well. That's really hard. That nuance, you never know. I'd never even consider that VA assistant. And you manage hundreds of them. Yeah, we had about 250, 300 of the people all in before pandemic in office in Guatemala. And then we built out the office in Manila as well too. Guatemala and Manila. Thank you so much for sharing that. Andy, what's an unusual habit or absurd thing that you love? I've done for like 25 years, NBA fantasy rotisserie. Now that I've had kids, I've tailed off a little bit, but you know, we used to get out the paper at the USA Today and literally like hand type all the stats on Wednesdays because that's when it came out. And we'd get together in Vegas and we'd do the draft. So I really geek out on NBA, the stats and all of that as well too. That's incredibly cool question. Did you do the fantasy before it was fully digital where it was like, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, okay. We, I went to college. I graduated college in 1995. Maybe it's more like 30 years at this point, but we were taking the USA Today. There was no stats. There was no internet. There was, I mean, there was internet. We had internet at Princeton, but we didn't have internet at Wall Street. And so we had to use the Bloomberg terminal to get the stats. That's really, really cool. What do you do when you feel overwhelmed or unfocused? What gets you back on track? I take a walk. You know, we live in a nice walking neighborhood and I'll take a walk or I'll work out. We've converted a billiard room in our house to a full gym. So I've got both of those and just try to put the phone down and get outside or get in the gym and sweat it out. That's the big one, right? Get the phone out of your hands, put it down. It really does doesn't keep me focused having to look at it so often. Andy, at what point in your journey at Gated, were you comfortable letting go of the steering wheel? And we know that founders wear lots of hats. So when were you okay delegating some of them? It's always when you hire people that can really take the ownership and can manage up. I've got a fun article on my LinkedIn profile around managing up. So with marketing, which I think we're doing some really cool stuff, it was very early. My co-founder, Melissa, is just really impressive. Melissa and I work where I'll be like, here's an idea or my job is to kind of push her thinking or challenge something. A great example is the manifesto. I was like, people love what we do, but not everyone can use it yet. We need to be able to help the rest of the world engage. We ideated on a manifesto and she turned it into this amazing thing. So on the marketing fairly early, but we have a really deep partnership. So it's more like I'm ideas and she can wheel me wherever she needs to. On technology, we hired Alan in August of last year. I think I was still involved until recently because we were ripping out and re-architecting and tweaking things. Things, but I'm not touching that anymore. And then on CS, that's been the most recent one. We hired a guy named Evan in June and he's, you know, I'm not in tickets anymore. I still love talking to users, but I trust his decisions on that. So for me, I think you get the confidence when you're going to throw something over the wall and it's going to be taken care of or handled, or they're going to come back to you and be like, Hey, I can't handle this. I think the worst is when you're like, here's an idea. 
and you never hear anything back? Or have you thought about this? And then they don't close it out. And I think all three of these folks in particular, but our whole team is really good at that. That's fantastic. I mean, you found very good people. You felt that right from the get-go. It's not that you got sick of these things, like, or maybe you did get sick of these things, right? Maybe you don't want to be in tickets anymore. I like the manifesto. Is that somewhere on the website? Yeah, gated.com slash manifesto, I believe. You can go to it and it's under the about section. Andy, thank you so much for that answer. What are some of the unexpected things that you've learned about your customer? Do they use your product in a way that you hadn't originally considered? Yeah, I mean, given how I've spent my whole career living on email, nothing like, wow, different. I think the cool thing is email is a very common use case. Everyone uses it by nature of how it's structured in a fairly similar way. I think the big aha for us, and this is why it's so hard to clone what we do, is the sheer number of reasons that an email can get to the inbox is astronomical, right? So pretty much everyone else, all these email clients are about how do we help you use email faster? That's not what we're doing. What we're doing is we're making the problem never exist in the first place. And so just to give a couple examples, right? Like you can copy somebody in for an intro. You can meet somebody through a calendar for the first time. You can send a mass email out and get replies off of that. You can have lots of aliases that you're getting. And those are just a couple tip of the iceberg, right? And so We've had to learn and study and then perfect all these different use cases so that we're able to deal with them in the right way. So our logic module is incredibly complex and we're always tweaking and refining it. I was on with one of our bigger investors today who'd had a bump, right? Because he got a two-factor authentication and it skipped his inbox and went right to the gated folder. And I was like, yeah, that's the way it was designed, but I can also understand how that would feel wrong. And so here's how we can tweak our logic module to make sure that that doesn't happen again, right? So we've just been learning constantly on that side. It's really interesting. I mean, when you think of an email, it's a one-to-one person. But then when you think just a little bit deeper, it's being copied, a calendar invite, an introduction from someone, an alias or a mass email. And like you said, that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Yeah. Thank you so much, Andy. Here's our second to last question. It is everyone's favorite question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Super easy. Jaded is the noise canceling headphones for email. This tagline was coined by one of our users. We saw it early on. We started to understand it. What we're doing is different. We understand that. But when you take through that kind of patch of awkwardness, it's amazingly powerful. But it becomes more and more normal as we go. And so this is actually one of our users at Calendly which is another good example of a tool that felt a little weird at first, and now it's super powerful. And so one of the engineers at Calendly said this about us. We were like, wow, that's powerful. It also is, we're creating a new social norm and putting noise-canceling headphones on is a very accepted social norm, right? When you put those on and you're sitting in an office, people know, don't bug you. You need to focus. I don't know if Rob fully comprehended all the power of this quote, but it really works. And it also ties in with our manifesto and our vision as well. Too. I think that is perfect for an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> to drop on you. Noise canceling headphones for email. That's perfect. Andy, we've gotten here to the last one. And this one's a little bit for you. What's new or next for Gated? And where can our listeners head to stay up to date and see what's up? Our vision is beyond just email, but we're email focused today. I'd say daily people ask us, can you build gated for LinkedIn? Can you build gated for text or for email? We think deeply about this problem. What you're going to see with gated in these different mediums is not going to be gated exactly the same because there's limitations on APIs. There's also different things, but at a fundamental level, if you need to focus, you need to change the norms around you and explain to people that you are, right? If you're like, I'm not responding to email 
a tip once a week. If you don't tell people that, they're going to run you right over. And so we spend a lot of time thinking about how can we help people communicate the norms for how they want to communicate and be dealt with. So that's something that we really are excited about. It's a set of deep thinking. Brian, you and I touched on it when you joined our podcast as well, too. And there's some fun product things we're going to start to tease out on that side. The best place to follow us is we don't do a mail list. There's no place to sign up to get monthly updates, but we don't believe in sending more emails just to say hi. So what we would encourage people to do is follow us on LinkedIn, engage in the conversation around noise, digital pollution, email sanity. We love when people are just tagging us on interesting conversations. Conversations and yeah, you're very active. You yeah, engage with everything. Yeah, yeah. We're really good. If you really geek out of what we're doing, we'll find you. And then if people really want to reach me, just drop me a note. Andy at gated.com. I'm here. You'll have to pay to reach me, but it's two bucks and I guarantee I'll reply. Thank you so much, Andy. Real quick one, just for me. Two. Who should we interview next? Sam Levon. He is the CEO of Mad Kudu. He's the smartest person that I know. He's my board member. He was the guy where I sat down and I walked him through what I was doing, hacked version on Gated, and he pushed my thinking on some of this stuff. I've invested in Sam's company. I learn every time I talk to him. Very cool. Thank you so much. And kind of music we got going for your special mixtape. What do you like to listen to? I just listen to the same song over and over and over again. That's the best way to focus. So I'd say right now it's probably Cowboy in LA by, I forget who it is, but yeah, I just, I find a song and then I put it on repeat for a couple of weeks and then I move on to the next song. I'm not a variety. <laughs> <laughs> well, that actually might be a hilarious mixtape because I'll literally put one song 30 times in a row. Oh, it's perfect, man. Go for it. Okay, yeah. that works. Andy, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. How do you think we did? It was really fun, man. I like it. It's different. It's fun. It's easy. It's impactful. I went ahead and looked up the manifesto Andy had mentioned in the episode, but I couldn't read it because it was in Czech. Nestaznia. Want to get in touch with him? You heard him. $2, he'll respond. Thanks again to Andy for joining me on the season premiere of I'm Not Selling You Anything and to you, our listeners. Make sure to tune in next week. We've got Ray Tomlinson, the inventor of email. <laughs>